Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Stable Memory and Computation in Randomly Rewiring Neural Networks. Before we begin, let's meet our guest. Hi, I'm Dan Acker. When I was working on this project, I was a researcher at Brandeis University in the Parity Lab, and I specialized in structural synaptic plasticity. I'm now at a biotech startup doing computational immunology. Thanks. Could you briefly explain the challenge of maintaining stable memory in the face of synapse turnover? So synaptic strengths are partially responsible for encoding the communication history between two neurons. It's been known for a long time that the strengths of individual synapses can be remarkably stable after learning, and that this stable synaptic strength has been called sort of the fundamental unit of memory. However, if synapses are destroyed entirely, as is the case in synapse pruning, the stability of a synapse's strength becomes irrelevant. In many parts of the brain, it seems that individual synapses are relatively stable and can even persist throughout the life of an animal. So stability of individual synaptic strengths may actually underlie memory in these regions. However, in some regions of the brain, such as the hippocampus, there's mounting evidence that synapses turn over on a time scale that is much shorter. And so the question then becomes, is it possible to maintain a representation in a network when the components of the network that are underlying that representation are constantly being removed and replaced by naive components? How did you use computational modeling to explore this problem? We initially focused our modeling efforts on the grid cell to place cell transformation in hippocampal region CA1. In this circuit, grid cells, which are active in a grid-like pattern across an environment, form excitatory synapses onto place cells, which are active in a few specific locations. These are their place fields in an environment. The place cells, in turn, are forming excitatory synapses onto interneurons, which form feedback inhibitory synapses onto the place cells. In our simulations, we monitored the activity patterns of place cells as the animal, that's in air quotes, moves around an enclosure. We chose this circuit because it is naturally subject to synapse turnover. So the dendritic spine population is expected to be replaced completely in just over one month. So we simulated turnover of grid cell to place cell synapses on a similar time scale. When an individual synapse turns over in our model, the connection between the corresponding grid cell and the place cell is broken. At the same time, a new synapse is formed such that a different grid cell becomes connected to the place cell. The strength of the synapse is set randomly and sampled from a previously described distribution of synaptic strengths in the hippocampus. Our primary model in this paper was firing rate based and involved 10,000 grid cells and 2,000 place cells. And each place cell was initially synaptically connected to just over 1,000 grid cells. And we simulated long-term potentiation by increasing the strength of connections between neurons that were already synaptically connected and that were active at the same time. And we also simulated synaptic scaling. Thanks, what did you find? So when we simulated turnover under conditions without any type of activity dependent synaptic plasticity, we saw that place fields remapped rapidly. So they drifted away from their original locations in a few days. However, when we included synaptic plasticity in the form of long-term potentiation, the place fields remained remarkably stable for at least 60 days, an amount of time that we chose because it's long enough to allow all the synapses to turn over twice. 
What is especially interesting about this observation is that if you look at the amount of place field drift that's reported in the literature in mice, it is very consistent with the drift that we see in the model. In the paper, we drew little crosshair symbols on our drift plots to indicate the experimentally measured drift. We also tested a variety of plasticity rates and found that a certain minimum rate was required, but that this minimum rate was very biologically reasonable. In addition, we tested whether multiple place maps representing multiple environments could be preserved in the same way. We set up an experiment in which the simulated animal was placed into three different environments in a random order each day. And we saw that each environment had its own unique set of place fields, which is consistent with in vivo observations that other groups have made. However, the place maps of each individual environment were each stable over the 60 days that we simulated. Finally, we asked if our results would hold up in a non-hippocampal system, and we focused on the well-characterized center surround to simple cell transformation in the visual system. Synapse turnover appears to be much slower in the visual cortex than in the hippocampus, so we evaluated stability in the system over 120 days instead of 60 days. Our readout in this model was the orientation preference of the simple cell, that is, when exposed to a bar of light input, what is the orientation of the bar that evokes the maximal response? And we found that the orientation preferences of individual simple cells were relatively stable over the time that we tested. What are the implications of these findings regarding plasticity and stable neural representations? I think the primary value of our work is to point out an alternative interpretation of experimental observations regarding the stability processes in the hippocampus. So a prevailing and compelling hypothesis about the role of the hippocampus in memory is that it acts as a short-term store. So it's able to rapidly learn new information, but then quickly forgets as memories are transferred to long-term storage in the hippocampus. This view appears to fit well with the data showing that dendritic spine turnover is relatively rapid in cortex and slow in hippocampus, under the hypothesis that synapse turnover results in the disruption of memory. However, we show that synapse turnover and relatively stable memory can coexist in the same circuit, and this suggests that some memories may persist in the hippocampus longer than previously predicted. This is consistent with hippocampal short-term lesion experiments that show that hippocampus is involved in spatial memories learned as much as one month prior to the assay. So it'll be interesting to ask whether such long-term hippocampal memories exist and to ask what role they might play. Another implication of our work is that random synaptic rewiring, that is synapse turnover not directed by an activity-dependent process, is consistent with receptive field stability. So other groups have shown that activity-dependent rewiring can support stability. However, we show that certain types of circuits can display stability even without activity-dependent rewiring. So specifically, these are circuits in which signals are redundant and the basis is overcomplete. This is seen in the grid cell to place cell circuit, where grid cells each have a different grid pattern, which can be combined in a weighted way to produce a place cell's place field. The same place field could be produced by a different set of grid cells if the synaptic weights were chosen appropriately. We show that if the turnover of a few synapses does not substantially disrupt the receptive field, as is the case because the input is very redundant, then long-term potentiation is sufficient to adjust newly formed synapses such that they support the original receptive field. 
A similar process would be expected in a variety of sensory circuits, and perhaps even in preserving the coordination between nearby synapses on a dendritic segment that contribute to nonlinear integration. What are the next steps in your work? So there are a few clear next steps for this project. One is to test our computational model under more biologically realistic constraints. We made a few simplifying assumptions in developing the model, such as assuming firing rate-based neurons, correlative synaptic plasticity, and the absence of heterosynaptic plasticity. And it would be useful to evaluate our conclusions using models that explicitly account for these factors. So second, Our model generates an interesting biological prediction, which I think we highlight in the paper specifically that either offline replay or repeated experience is necessary for long-term stability of hippocampal place fields. I'm curious to see whether this prediction actually holds up experimentally. In addition, I'm interested to know the limits of receptive field stability in the hippocampus as long-term measurements beyond one month are pretty limited. I'm also interested in understanding if the stability of hippocampal memories are actively modulated, maybe by reward pathways. Finally, I've been very interested in the implications of this work outside of neuroscience. So specifically, I wonder if the high potential stability of randomly rewiring neural networks can be leveraged to improve the types of neural networks that are used for machine learning. In an initial experiment in this vein, I trained a neural network to recognize a set of handwritten digits. And then I put the network into an online learning scenario where it would periodically be exposed to and have to learn to recognize digits that it had never seen before. So in this scenario, the incorporation of random synapse turnover not only did not disrupt the learned representations, it also allowed the network to more rapidly learn to recognize the new digits. So at the moment, I view this as analogous to proposed function of synapse turnover in the hippocampus, which is to make way for new memories without substantially disrupting the pre-established memories. So as you can see, there are an enormous number of open questions, and I hope to see a few of them tackled soon. I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Stable Memory and Computation in Randomly Rewiring Neural Networks, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. (laughs) 